guys, welcome back to the Work Your Worth podcast. Today we have Anna Wickham with us, and Anna is a life purpose coach, and she's been helping young professionals in their 20s and 30s find their passionate, fulfilled life and career that they deserve. Anna's been bucking the system since she was old enough to. She's backpacked all over South South America, Asia, and Europe, sold everything, and moved to Asia twice, not just once, twice. And she started her own fully remote business and spends her time spreading the good news that you are meant to wake up excited every day instead of defeated. She's been featured in Business Insider, BBC.com, Elite Daily, Thrive Global, and more. And we are so freaking lucky to have you on our show today, Anna. Welcome. Oh, thank you. It's like my dream <laughs> to sit here with you guys. This I love podcast. it. This is perfect. Making us feel cool. That's right. So we met with Anna, I guess it's been two, two weeks, weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, she, We had some mutual friends and she was so cool and invited us to get coffee and we just kind of fell in friend love with her and we are just we were like you have to be on our podcast she shared so much truth with us and so today she's just going to share a little bit about who she is clearly she has a super impressive resume so Anna (laughs) tell us your story and about how you got into coaching yeah well first of all the feeling is mutual the friend love so (laughs) I'm really really excited to be here so um yeah, so the coaching, I never meant to be a coach at all, and it I actually ran from it for a couple of years um, just because I was like, what is a life coach? Like, that's not a real thing. <laughs> Even I was feeling that way, you know, and I actually had to overcome that limiting belief in order to do my life's work. So I started off in 2014 um, with a marketing business. I didn't really care about marketing. I just wanted to travel the world. And so I was like, well, I don't really have any skills. I have a couple of music degrees that I don't intend on using. What should I do that would let me work remotely? And so I started doing marketing and I I ended up doing it while, like I said, while traveling. So I moved to Asia and like, and worked, um, was kind of doing the digital nomad thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, for those listeners may not be familiar, the digital nomads are like where you work from anywhere on your computer. It could be your own house, but you could also just go to, there's a lot of people congregating in different like hubs. So Saigon, Vietnam is a hub. Chiang Mai, Thailand is a hub. Berlin is a hub. Austin is a hub. So there's hubs like all over the world. You get to hang out with other people doing that. So anyway, so getting into coaching, um, so while I was doing this and after I got back to the U.S. in two, around 2016, people would all, I'd go to random like events and places and tell people what I did and people would be like, wow, well, you know, I've always wanted to blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, really, you should do that. And they would say, oh, well, you know, this is this reason or this, that. And I so, and I just wanted to say, if I can do it, if I can do my dream anyone can do it like I am definitely not special and so I would speak places and this is always what I would talk about so I'm still doing a marketing business at this point I have a marketing business but I never want to talk about marketing I never want to do YouTube videos about marketing I never when I go am invited to speak places I always talked about following your dream and doing the thing you really wanted to do I never talked about marketing and so finally um long story short 
too late. Um, <laughs> the, then in 2017, about a year ago, I kind of made it official and I was like, look, I've been, this is what I, all I want to talk about is what I want to blog about. This is what I want to help people do. And so I, yeah, kind of overcame some of my own limiting beliefs about coaching and doing that. And yeah, that's what I've been doing ever since. That's so awesome. And do you guys hear how she's just the most engaging person to listen to? When you come and sit in our chairs here, we get to praise you. So. It's, too much. it's too it's much. much. Too I'm much. just having a fun time. Yeah. So I just, again, it's just that same feeling. I'm like, oh, the friend love is so real. Um, oh seriously. <laughs> That's so interesting, though. Just And it's such a... It's cool that you pointed that out, just, you know, people always saying, oh, I want to do that, I want to do that. Well, why? So, what has helped you, how do you coach people into doing that, into making that step? Yes, great question. So, um, it's not magic, and when I started coaching, I was like, okay, I need to, like, come up with some, like, sorcery to, no, (laughs) all people really need, and this is seriously true, like, the most true thing ever. All anyone needs to hear is someone being like, cool, so how would you go about doing that? If you Here's what happens most of the time. When you tell your, maybe your spouse, maybe your mother, maybe your friend, maybe your coworker about, hey, you know, I've been thinking about writing this book, or I've been thinking of starting this podcast, or I've been thinking of starting this business, what do you think? Most of the time they're gonna say, well, yeah, I mean, how are you gonna fund that? Or I mean, there's already a lot of other stuff like that. How is it going to be different? Or all of your fears, everything is going to be coming out of their mouth. And it's it's not their fault. It's, they're not like vindictive. It's just like people who love us want to protect us. Mm-hmm. They want to protect us from rejection. They want to protect us from mistakes. They want to protect us from risks that might cost us money or pride. And so really, I'm just the person in someone's life that says, really okay cool I think that's a great idea so what would you do next if you were going to pursue that and it just like opens up up minds and ideas and things that typically would have been shut down otherwise so I don't actually provide the ideas my client already has the ideas um I just kind of provide I guess like a safe space for them to explore that without someone being And also, I'm not invested in their, I'm invested in them, but I'm not, I'm an unbiased third party sort Mm -hmm. of. So your spouse is, maybe your spouse, maybe your friend, whomever, like your parent, um, they're in it with you, especially like your spouse. I've worked with women and, you know, I work with men too, but people who, their spouse is like, you've got financials to think about. You've got this and that. And so they can't see clearly to be unbiased you know, because they're in it. So mm-hmm. that's sort of, hopefully that answers your question a little it bit. Does. Because, I mean, going back to the spouse or family member thing, it's like they have such a close emotional tie to you. And it's easy to think about, oh, no, what would happen to them if they failed? Mm-hmm. And how can I protect that person and keep them safe rather than just, heck, yeah, go for it. Why not? And just mm-hmm. have that bird's eye view on their life like you do as a coach. That made me think of something too. So I can't tell you how many times people exactly like that Mm -hmm. come to you with their ideas. And I think depending on your personality type, you're going to respond in a certain way. So if you love them, it's going to be out of protection. Mm -hmm. 
what would be a better way for us to respond or to encourage those ideas? Is there a better question that we should be asking? Mm, you mean to friends and loved ones yeah, or yeah. listeners or Listen, whatever? Yeah. yeah, great question because someone might be listening to this and think, well, Anna, that sounds kind of irresponsible because mm. what if they say, I want to go off to LA and become a movie star or I want to become the like quote unquote unrealistic things. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, where do you draw the line? Look, you have to trust people. Trust them and, tr- and let them trust their own intuition. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the truth is there are people making it, becoming famous actors and actresses in L.A. every day. We need lots of actresses. So, like, I guess to answer your question, instead of saying, oh, yeah, like, you know, it's yes or no, or, you know, we don't have to be the judge of what's going to be successful or what's going to work and what's not or whatever, so I would just say to ask questions, sort of be, um, kind of be like a, like a coach in that mm-hmm. situation and say, yeah, so how would that play out? What would you do next? Or, okay, yeah, what would be unique to you? And let them think it through because they, they will, I trust them fully. Okay, so tell us more. Do you have like a certain type of clientele that you work with? It sounds like there were different areas that you were or different events you'd be at that a certain type of person, but do you have like an ideal client that you like to work with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And this kind of goes back to the reason I got into coaching was not at all like, hmm, I want to be a coach. Now what problem can I solve for people? It was definitely the opposite. I was like, wow, this is a problem, a real problem people have that I encounter all the time. How can I solve it? And then I was like, oh, okay, I guess I need to be a coach to help people Mm -hmm. do this. So um, the person, the people that come to me, the people who are attracted to my work are very specific, very specific problem. And that is after you go to college, then you go into work and you kind of have this idea of how it will be. And after maybe a few years, maybe one or two, maybe five or 10 you have this job and you thought it was all you ever you wanted and maybe you've got some kids maybe you're married maybe you're not whatever but you're just like man is this really all there is like is this really what i'm gonna be doing for the next 30 years and so look some people are fine like some people are perfectly happy and i'm not saying anyone shouldn't be but if you're not that's when you come to me is like so you're thinking man like when am I going to do that travel that I wanted to do? Uh, you know, I'm getting every year, I'm getting older. My kids are getting older. I seem, I don't see myself getting any closer to the things I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to impact people. I wanted to help people um, overcome this difficulty I once overcame or, you know, and they realize that that someday is, is not on the calendar. Like it's not going to come unless they do something to make it come. So that is, that's kind of a specific. So I say I work with young people in their 20s and 30s, but I have clients in their 40s and their 50s. You know, I guess at different points in your life, you may come to that realization, which is like, when is, if I, if I don't do something, this isn't going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And then deciding, is that okay with you that it doesn't happen? And for my clients, the answer is no. But you just made me think of someone who's, really close and special to me. So she has worked, she is in her 50s and she has worked a job her for the past 25 years that she 
she doesn't like at all. The management's poor. She's not treated right. However, she stayed in that job because the benefits were so good. She was able to support her children. She was a single mom. And she was she had a child with health issues. Mm. So the insurance program was good. She was able to afford that. And now all of her kids are grown and she's still in this less than ideal job. She's kind of just waiting until her pension kicks in within I think maybe 10 years. And then she would like to move to a beach and work at a seashell museum. So with someone like that, who has lived all this life, her kids are grown, she's close to the pension mark. Mm -hmm. However, she's just undecided. What advice would you give to her? Or what questions would you ask her to help her make that next leap towards, you know, happiness or fulfillment? Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that because it's literally, it's not that easy. And it sounds so oh yeah, just follow your dream. And maybe even someone listening to this is like, it's literally not that easy. I have kids to feed. I have insurance. Like these are real life challenges that we have. So I'm really glad you brought this up because that is a difficult situation. Absolutely. Um, so the first thing is I would just start at square one and say, okay, so like what's, what's up with the seashell museum? So anything she says that, that indicates an interest or excitement in something, I would explore that and see is that something you wanted to do 20 years ago? And is it still relevant for you? Because maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we latch on to dreams and we just think that's our dream. And then we get there and we're like, actually, this doesn't excite me like it did 10 years ago or something. Um, and then look at the look at the financial options. So actually a big part of what I do has to do with finances because finances are what keeps us in jobs we hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> finances are what Absolutely. keeps us, like insurance, all of that is real stuff. So. I would never recommend someone, yeah, just quit your job and like leap in the net will appear. Like <laughs> definitely not a, not what I tell my clients. It's more complicated than that. And that's what people come to me. So in her situation, yeah, like look at exploring what those passions really are. Are they still the same? Maybe they've evolved. We evolve as humans. So maybe they're not the same. And then determine what she really does want to do. Then look at the current situation. What's the current financial situation? It's very possible that she's been worked. So, and look at alternative, kind of alternative solutions. We often look at things black and white. Either I quit my job and, you know, throw caution to the wind, or I stay at this in this situation that I hate, but I need for the insurance and the pension, whatever. Let's look in between there. She's been working long enough that she probably has a ton of PTO that someone like, younger might not have Mm -hmm. so she may actually be able to go and go somewhere and do some exploring and where did you say exactly or did you specify the location that she wants to she loves florida i think that's the key area okay Mm -hmm. so yeah maybe she has the potential to do some exploring while she's still employed maybe she could do something on the side i know maybe working in a seashell museum in oklahoma city (laughs) might not i don't know where she lives but um but I would just say, look at those alternative solutions. What can you do in between? Because often we don't have the luxury of just like quitting our job. So it has to be some, you kind of look, okay, what's a baby step you could take that would make you, if we can get you a little bit happier, a little little bit more fulfilled, it's better than where you are now. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really important to remember. It's baby steps. And we see this Instagram world where it's like, <laughs> you know, hashtag hustle and you're just going to be there automatically. Once you 
put CEO in your bio, you are done. But it's like, <laughs> it's a baby step. And it's even just doing the little things that make you happy, I think, can totally change your mindset and give you even just that encouragement and confidence that, okay, I can take another baby step. It doesn't have to be a million huge giant steps it's Mm -hmm. little by little and that's I think how real change happens and you're like gonna wake up one day and be like okay I'm happy I really am happy so I think that's just really encouraging to hear and it's not this impossible you know thing to live up to but it sounds like Mm -hmm. it's actually really doable to get there Mm -hmm. yeah for anyone and that's why I think a lot of people get hung up is being like, well, I would need to take this really big mm-hmm. leap and that leap is too big. It's mm-hmm. too scary. Um, and that's usually not how it starts. It starts with something small. And when you have, so say you make a small change in your life, something like that. Maybe she decides to take a trip, do some exploring, make some contacts, see if that's even something she enjoys. So that actually gives you a different vantage point. And from that vantage point, you'll be able to see opportunities that you couldn't see before. And that's where the real magic happens because when I first started coaching, I thought that I had to come up with all the answers for everyone. Um, And that was, that's literally not possible at all. (laughs) No coach can do that. Um, But instead it's when you take these tiny, tiny shifts, you can see something that you didn't see before. allows you to take the next shift. Then you're in a new vantage point, vantage point number three, and it goes from there. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. What are some of the tiny steps that you took when you were making this leap into coaching that may not be as obvious to anyone else or that you just didn't really know were super important at the time but you now realize that looking back? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I don't even know where to start. So like what, but when I was in, so 2014 was the beginning of it. If you think about it, it took me four years to get here. I'm not saying it will for everyone, but for me, I decided I want to work remotely and I'd like to ideally be my own boss. So I started freelance blogging, right? Freelance blogging. I wanted to write for sites like, you know, like magazine type sites, like like Elite Daily, which mm-hmm. I ended up writing for, Thought Catalog, which I ended up writing for, but did not get paid. So I quickly learned, oh crap, these don't, they don't pay you. Mm-hmm. You're just like lucky to be writing for them. Um, and so then I was like, okay, well I need to get paid. So, so this is literally how it goes. You don't know. It's not like you just like wake up one day and you know what you're like supposed to do. So I was like, okay, well I'll start blogging for small businesses. So I started doing that, except there was a small problem. I didn't like writing. (laughs) Okay. So then I was like, okay, I'll hire writers, blah, blah, blah. So it literally was just small little problem solving. So, but the key is action. Mm -hmm. You don't learn these things until you take a step. And often people are like, oh, I can't take the step until I know exactly how you are not going to know exactly how it's going to go. Like, uh, so you've got to take one small step and that may be in my, like in my case, maybe in some, your listeners, maybe in their case, is like deciding, hey, I'd really like to work for myself. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how the finances are going to work. I don't know about the insurance and the feeding kids or whatever. Don't worry. You don't have to know about that right now. Only thing you need to know right now is open that door and do a little Google search from there and see what jumps out at you. So don't get carried away. You don't have to quit your job. Your kids are fine. Your insurance <laughs> is there. Um, just let yourself explore, you know, and you will just feel like you're flying if you let yourself 
look into these things instead of getting tied back on what you think is holding you back. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, but I think sort so. of, yeah. it's just, it's all little, I just followed incrementally what the next step was, you know? Um, yeah. And financially it's kind of another, it's kind of another story altogether <laughs> financially, but, um, trust that financially it is one tiny step, you know, then the next, then the next. I think the reminder to just start is so important because you think it, I am an analytical person and I will analyze situations all day long. And sometimes you just have to, whatever, I'm just going to take some sort of action, whether that is. And it's, in my experience, it's so, it feels good. It gives you energy to at least like, okay, I did that. And I can do, I can start again. And just the start is sometimes the most difficult thing. So I think that's just encouraging, like, just do it. Because everything else taken care of, what's the worst that can happen? Really. <laughs> right. The worst that can happen is that you make a mistake or you fail miserably and it's really embarrassing for you. But you know what? And literally, all of those things have happened to me. Yeah. All of those things have happened to me and they will probably happen to you. And they happen to my clients too. Just because they have me as a coach doesn't mean they don't have mistakes or mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, you, but you will live. You will live. You're going to be okay. Yeah. So, but I love that you mentioned um, that action is also so invigorating. Like it will energize you. It's mm-hmm. yes, it's scary, but don't just focus on that part. Like you are going to feel awesome yeah. after you take action. Mm-hmm. Like you remember the first day that we sat to record the podcast bridge and it was just like, <laughs> we can do this. And it was even just the day that we met and we're like, okay, let's plan this out. It felt so good. And it was a small thing. And here we are like episodes later and it was the start and we had no idea what we were doing and that was kind of the fun part is just figuring it out it was it was so fun in the beginning so i mean it's still so much yeah. fun now however when it was just so new and we were figuring everything out we would have work your worth meetings and just spend like an entire saturday working on things and but you know once we launched no one saw that all people saw was the launch mm-hmm. all we saw was that was the final product that we had an Instagram account we had a website mm-hmm. we had a podcast they didn't see all of the tiny little steps that we had to take that started with just a simple conversation mm-hmm. you me and Casey Kenny yeah <laughs> just being willing and even probably engaging in conversations about your dream is probably the first baby step mm-hmm. don't keep those ideas to yourself mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have read Big Magic but it talks about I just finished listening to it for the second time and it it's just this whole idea of ideas and ideas are meant to be shared and ideas are they're living creatures and they need to be nurtured and so that's just one thing too that I think really connects in all of this is just, that's one of the easiest steps is to talk about what your dreams are don't hide them away in some dark place. They're going to die. That's yes. where dreams die. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And talking about them too, you know, put your dream out there on social media because think about all of the Facebook friends or Instagram followers that you may have. I mean, even if, I mean, there are, there are so many connections that you can make and so many people who like you. However, they're unaware of the amount of interest that you truly do share together. Mm-hmm. And putting that out there into the universe, into social media world, wherever you want to put it, it just opens up the door for connections to be made that are conducive 
to you achieving your dream or your ideas or whatever it may be. That is such a good point. The universe is attracted to your action. When you take action, it tells the universe that you're serious. And then the universe is like, oh, okay, so you're serious about this thing. All right, well, look, I'm going to send some people Mm -hmm. your way who are interested in this, or I'm going to send this opportunity to you that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, Also, Big Magic, huge influencer for me. And um, there's this awesome interview with um, Elizabeth Gilbert and Marie Forleo when Elizabeth Gilbert is promoting this book. It came out in like 2015, and maybe we can share it with on the yeah we'll put it on our notes. Yeah. Oh my god, it is like that book is like mind blowing when it comes to this very topic that we're talking about mm-hmm. here. So highly recommend that book. Oh my god, as well if anyone's <laughs> digging what we're talking about today. Absolutely. Do you have any one? story that was like that really that was when I knew I was doing my life's purpose like is there one example that you could share of feeling like yeah this is the right thing for me mm, you mean from like working yeah. with my clients mm-hmm. or uh, previous events um yeah so I'm trying to pick kind of a, a kind of a defining really I f- man I feel that way every time I talk to my clients um but just hearing, so like one client, um, one client started a style, so she came to me and she had no idea what, she knew she wanted more. Most of my clients come, probably half my clients come to me, they have no idea what exactly it is they want. And then the other half do come to me and they say, I have this plan and I'm struggling to make it happen on my own, whatever. Um, but this particular client, she came and she had no clue what she wanted. She knew she just wanted more. She knew she was ready to give more and yeah within just two or three sessions we're busy starting her new fashion her stylist business and that is a really booming industry like Mm -hmm. that is something people need now um another client literally his nonprofit emerged um emerged from like nowhere he also came to me and that's the thing is people already know what they want to do deep down even if they feel they're not sure but they just don't think it could happen. Mm-hmm. And for him, with his nonprofit to help um, young high school kids transition to college and help the parents learn what that transition is like, going to be like for them and their family, he had been sitting on that idea for 10 years. Wow. 10 years. Um, so it's just like insane to see. I was like, wow, like he's going to impact, you know, the lives of these young people and their parents and their families. And if I hadn't answered my call, then he wouldn't be impacting those people. So literally, it's not about you. It's, it's, we talked a lot about our own dreams here today, and that's really important too. But the thing we forget is that when we don't answer the call, there are people who are waiting on you. There are people, can you imagine if like Tony Robbins had been, had been like, no, thanks at no thanks, this is too much <laughs> rebel calling for me. Oh my God, I have goosebumps right now. Just like the millions of people he was meant to impact. And so that's, you know, another client of mine, she wants to work with empty nester women who've devoted their entire lives to um, their kids and and growing their family. Then they get to the point where they're empty nesters and they're like, wait, what about me and my own dreams? So it's just that domino effect. And even if you don't, you don't become a coach, um, 
Like, it's not about that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you do is meant to impact other people. And so it's that domino effect that, like, is really gets me, really is, like, that's why I do what I do. That is so powerful because thinking through our history and – you can visualize what that looks like when one person in a family starts to catch this culture. It's like everybody changes and it could be one conversation and you don't even know that that conversation, but it's planting a seed. And then that conversation meant so much to that person and you didn't even know it. So this idea of a domino effect and really truly leaving the world a better place and once you find that joy, you just want to share it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just awesome. Is there anything else, Anna, that has totally um, been influencing you right now or that you're just loving? Oh, yeah. Um, so I I was, I was like, what was I thinking before? I did want to mention that interview between Elizabeth Gilbert and yes. Marie Forleo yes, yes. and the book Big Magic. Yes. Both of those are like insane resources for me um yeah I think that's probably the best place that I would say to start Mm -hmm. if you're if you're looking into doing something you're thinking about your ideas like just the way that Elizabeth Gilbert puts it in that book is is incredible I love that and one last thing that we ask all of our guests is what does it mean to you to work your worth yeah, I'm, I love that question too. Um, so a lot, I was just having this conversation yesterday. A lot of people, the reason why they don't pursue the things that they know they're meant to do or they feel they're meant to do is because they don't believe, they, they don't believe they're worthy of success. They don't, deep down don't believe they're worthy of, uh, you know, who am I to say this? Who am I? And I love that Marianne Williamson quote is, you know, she says, you're thinking, who am I not to, or who am I to be great and who am I to impact people and who am I to live my dream and have success? And she says, who are you not to? Who are you not to? So it really does actually all come back to worthiness. It comes back to feeling like you, look, you deserve to have the life you want. You deserve to be happy. And when you are, you impact other people's lives as well. So you're not being selfish, especially when it comes to family. We talked a lot mm-hmm. about family today. Um, you're not being selfish. In fact, you're being selfish to hide your light and not share it with people. So you are worth it. You deserve to have a happy life. You deserve to do the things that you want to do. And you deserve to share your message. I love that. Well... Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Talk about girl crushes. When I first heard this podcast, I was like, are you kidding me? This is in Oklahoma City. I was just blown away. I was like, "You." I thought you guys were like just from LA or Austin or I was like, this is like, these are my people and I love everything about what this podcast is about. So needed in the world and especially in Oklahoma City. So thank you guys for saying yes to your calling and you know, for it was scary, I'm sure. And you were like, whoa, what the hell are we doing? We don't know. But you overcame that and you're impacting people. So thank you for what you do. You are just the best. And our ego is like, we got to end this now before we just can't get out of the room. 
So you guys can find Anna. We're going to link all of her links so you'll be able to find her event website, find her on social media. I know she would love to connect with you. So reach out and don't forget to work your worth this week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>